Are you listening? Welcome to another episode of the Nerf Report. My name is Brian Chappelle, and on this week's episode, NASCAR enters the world of esports. PlayStation takes one step closer to unveiling its next generation console. Nintendo surprises gamers with 24 games for the Nintendo Switch, and Google Stadia laid out a roadmap for the next 12 months, including new announcements and upcoming exclusives. But before we get into any of that, come on, it's been 141 episodes, you know what I'm about to say, your top headlines. First up this week, with all major sporting events having been cancelled due to the coronavirus, sport fans have had to get very creative. But for fans of NASCAR, don't worry, the sport has you covered. Because last weekend, NASCAR, Fox Sports, and the team at iRacing held the inaugural eNASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational Series, otherwise known as the EIPIS. I piss. Yeah. You're going to have to fix that. Last weekend's race garnered over 900,000 viewers on Fox Sports 1 and quickly became the highest rated esports TV programming in history. Now, if you weren't aware, iRacing is the highest level of racing simulation that the world has to offer. Racers will use rigs that range from state-of-the-art setups with realistic steering wheels and triple large monitors in front of them all the way to Logitech home setups. And NASCAR, for the most part, was blown away by the success of the iRacing broadcast. In fact, NASCAR Senior VP and Chief Digital Officer Tim Clark said, We are overwhelmed by the positive feedback and encouragement sent by the industry stakeholders, drivers, partners, media, and most importantly, our fans. We are committed to running these eNASCAR iRacing events as long as necessary providing a platform for our fans to watch and engage with their favorite drivers is our number one priority. Nintendo held a Nintendo Direct this week in which they gave Nintendo Bros and Switch heads an update on 24 different games. Games like Shinzakai Into the Depths, Good Job, Catherine Full Body, a new update to Ring Fit Adventure, King's Bounty, 51 Clubhouse Games, Ninjala, Panzer Dragoon, Trials of Mana, and the next free update for Animal Crossing, which features in-game events for Earth Day and Bunny Day. Quick question, is Bunny Day what we're calling Easter now? I mean, I know the big C has everybody cooped up and making crazy life choices, but when did Nintendo get the balls to rename a holiday? And where are the Christians on this one? You're gonna tell me that Jesus was up in heaven playing Animal Crossing when he heard this and was just like, uh, we can have it. Nintendo also announced a new free demo for their upcoming exclusive Bravely Default 2, along with revealing that the first fighter to join the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Fighter Pass Volume 2 is coming from the game ARMS. Now, we are still waiting to hear on which character from ARMS that might be, but let's be honest, it has to be Springman. And finally, Nintendo closed out the Direct by giving us all an update on Pokemon Sword and Shield's upcoming DLC, the Isle of Armor. The Isle of Armor expansion will feature two towers that you and the new Pokemon Kung Fu must conquer alone. Once you defeat the first tower, Kung Fu will evolve, and depending on which tower you choose to defeat first, Kung Fu will learn different moves. And Nintendo has finally revealed that the Isle of Armor will be available by the end of June. 
The PlayStation 5. You know, probably the biggest concern among PlayStation fans right now isn't the console being outperformed by the Xbox Series X, it's will the console be delayed by the coronavirus? And luckily for those of you that are concerned, Sony has given us an answer. Bloomberg News reported this week that Sony's two factories in China are back to normal operation. However, they are facing some component shortages. The company's facilities in Malaysia and the UK are shut down until the middle of April. However, despite all of this, a Sony spokesperson doesn't foresee any notable impact on the launch of its next generation console, the PlayStation 5. And speaking of the PlayStation 5, this week Kotaku's Jason Schreier shed light on some of his first-hand knowledge about the next-gen console. In a Reset Era post, Jason wrote, I've heard some fascinating things about the PlayStation 5's operating system, like this. One of the pitches they've been making to developers is, playing a PlayStation 5 game should be as easy as Netflix. They want to make the player feel like they can load up the game immediately and know exactly how much time a given activity is going to take them. They want people to feel more inclined to play in short bursts rather than only wait to turn on the console when they have a few hours to spare. Which in a way, that really doesn't make sense because PlayStation says on one hand they want to be like Netflix, but they also want people to feel more inclined to play in short bursts, which... If you've ever used Netflix before, you know Short Burst is completely opposite to how you use the platform. I mean, typically I spend hours searching through titles endlessly and just end up watching The Office for like the thousandth time. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's top headlines. So, without further ado, let's jump into this week's top story with The Rundown. Now for something completely different Yeah. And for this week's top story, Google Stadia. Or for those of you that have bad internet, Google Stadia. Google Stadia has been having a great 2020 so far. I mean, announcing new exclusives, expanding to new devices, YouTube streaming, and an upcoming free Stadia experience. And I've got to be honest, I am a big fan of Stadia. It seems like every time I think we know everything about Stadia, something new comes out. Like this week, for example, we talked about the drastic differences between the loading times on the PlayStation 4 and Stadia. In fact, with The Division 2, the game's fast-traveling mechanic takes 8 seconds to load on Stadia, whereas with the PlayStation 4, fast-traveling took 56 seconds to load. That's a 48-second difference between Stadia and PlayStation. And that's just fast-traveling. When loading into a game after a hard reset, Stadia took 14 seconds compared to the PlayStation 4, which took 2 minutes and 21 seconds. And if you want to see our whole comparison, feel free to check out the complete breakdown after this video. After this video. I'm watching you, Thomas. Get your hand away from that mouse. And well, this week, Stadia had another drop of new information surrounding the platform, and it comes in the form of a webinar that was originally planned for GDC. The first bit of news to come out of the Google for Games Summit was that Stadia's CrowdPlay API has been delivered to developers, and many of them are working on ways to integrate it into existing games shipping this year. CrowdPlay, of course, is where I could be live streaming a game on YouTube, and viewers could join a queue to participate in my game midstream directly on my YouTube channel. Now, initially, this feature was shown being used with NBA 2K. 
But I've got to be honest, I'm definitely going to be using this to keep my Destiny 2 raid team on their toes. Before we get any further, if any of you die, I will replace you with one of the three people watching my stream. Shut up, it's early. I'm bigger than other ones. Like a massive celebrity. But Crowdplay wasn't the only feature to get an update during the summit, because it was also confirmed that the ability to play games directly through YouTube would be rolling out later this year. And if you don't remember, this concept would allow developers or creators to add links to their videos where viewers could actually pick up where the game left off or where the video begins directly through Stadia. Both of those features are not only going to revolutionize gaming, but content creation as we know it. Just think of the idea that watching one of our Game of the Week videos and then being able to play it immediately following the video just by clicking a button. That's awesome. Stadia also used the summit as a chance to announce a new upcoming exclusive title in development by the team at Splash Damage. Now, if you weren't aware, Splash Damage has worked on games like Doom 3, Gears of War 5, and the Halo Master Chief Collection. So needless to say, I can't wait to see what the team has in store for Stadia. Now, that announcement, of course, was in direct response to the criticism that Stadia has very little exclusive titles on the platform. But Stadia didn't just stop there. In fact, they announced a brand new program that will hopefully attract a ton of new developers to the platform. The Stadia Makers program is Stadia's first step to offer self-publishing for indie game developers. The program offers technical assistance in meeting alpha and beta certifications, up to five development kits, along with the potential of Stadia assisting in the funding of your game. And I think it's important to bring this up because there's this weird narrative that Stadia is done, that it's dead on arrival, and that Google is going to pull the plug on it just like they do on all of their other experiments. But with Stadia, that couldn't be any further from the truth. The company clearly has a roadmap of new features and games for the next 24 to 36 months. And honestly, if Google was truly done after just five months of being in the gaming business, why would they be starting new studios or signing exclusive publishing deals? Stadia is here to stay. When you pile the low-cost startup and fast load times with these new upcoming features, Stadia is quickly going to become one of the best places to game. And finally for this week, we come to that noise, of course, signifies that we are running out of time and coming close to the end of the show. So in order to cover all the week's remaining news, we must initiate a segment that I like to call... Every single week, we have so much news to talk about and so little time to do it. So we take all the week's remaining news, put 60 seconds on the clock, and try to cover it as fast as humanly possible without running out of breath, passing out, or... Dying! So with that in mind, let's put 60 seconds on the clock. Super noise! And... Go! HP announced that they are working on a brand new VR headset, which will be revealed shortly. Death Stranding announced that the game is getting an upcoming photo mode. Bethesda revealed that Doom Eternal has officially surpassed and doubled the sales of Doom 2016. Great news for that game. That's 
Fantastic. Uh, Capcom is warning gamers of potential supply shortages of physical editions of Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Once again, buy digital, don't buy physical. Uh, GameStop is set to close an additional 300 stores by the end of this year. Please... Please do not let that be my store. Uh, Remedy Entertainment has officially signed a two-game exclusive publishing deal with Epic Games. Star Wars Episode One Racer is coming to the Nintendo Switch and PlayStation. Yes! Uh, Gears 5 announced a brand new mode called Gridiron, which essentially is a 5v5 capture the flag mode. Uh, Google Tilt Brush is coming to PlayStation VR. And finally, Valve revealed that the studio has zero plans to make a new Left 4 Dead game. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for Nerfed in 60 Seconds, and that is it for this week's episode of the show. If you like what you saw, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and please share it with your friends. As always, my name is Bryant Chappelle. You are you. We are surviving the coronavirus together. And this is the Nerf Report. Thanks for watching. Oh, hey, sorry, I was just doing a little spring cleaning. You know, since I'm stuck at home and my studio's at home, it means we still have to work, but might as well clean up the place a little bit. You know, get rid of a few things that we don't need anymore, and nobody plays that game anymore, but... Oh my god. Excuse me for one second.